0: Hello and welcome to Back Chat, your podcast all about scoliosis, yoga, and back care. My name is Christine Berry. I'm a yoga teacher, creator of the Yoga Berry Yoga for Scoliosis community and YouTube channel, and this show is all about supporting you on your scoliosis journey. So, if you're looking for practical advice and inspiration on how to manage the condition with yoga and movement, then you're in the right place. Hi, everyone, and welcome.
1: Welcome to back chat. Welcome to yoga, Berry, your yoga for scoliosis community. It's nice to be back. Um, yes, thank you so much for for tuning in. Um, I've not been very well over the over the last few weeks, and I actually lost my voice completely at some point. So I couldn't talk at all. So there was no back chat. Um, but I'm back now. And um, we've got some fabulous guests lined up as well over the next few weeks. So we've got Suzanne Martin next week, um, which um, another yoga teacher who has written a great book, well worth a read about yoga and scoliosis from a slightly different perspective. And she will tell us all about it next week. And then we've got um, the lovely Celeste Pereira. Um, joining us a few weeks later as well she's going to be talking about hypermobility which I'm really excited about Um, yeah and a few others as well Uh, spinal fusion we've got coming up as well so there's a few things coming up obviously as always if there's anyone you would like me to interview or if there's a topic that you would like me to cover then do feel free to to let me know as always I'm always open to suggestions of course so if you are here live make sure that you um join us in the chat if you can unless you're driving then don't of course and just listen that's fine as well um but if you are here live let us know where you are in the world where you're from um, if you have any questions if you have any specific questions and i'm going to be talking about structural versus functional scoliosis today which has come up um, a number of times Um, I've got different clients as well that this week were mentioning it and asking what exactly is the difference and why is it important and why do we have to know about this and what does that mean for our yoga practice so that's what I'm going to be talking about today Um, so I can see Laura is is here Your voice is still a bit so so. Oh, no, is it? I thought it was. I thought it was back to normal. But yeah, it's been taking definitely a lot longer than than I thought it was. Um, So, yes, but I am feeling much better and I I feel like I can actually talk without coughing as well again. So that's good. And I hope, Laura, that you're better, too. Um, I know that COVID struck you down, so I hope that you're feeling better. Good, nice. Sue Miller is here. She's saying she's from Florida. Lovely. Hi, Sue. Um, Nice to see you here as well. And I always appreciate all of you tuning in live. I know that you're you're taking our time um, out of your day to, to listen to me. So I do want to make it relevant, obviously, and I want to make it interesting for you. So let's talk, let's dive straight into the topic. And again, if you are just joining us, Feel free to to just put your questions into the chat box as well. Hi, Liz. Liz Rogers is here. (laughs) Good to see and hear you. Yes, I can speak again, thankfully. Um, My children thought it was hilarious when I lost my voice for for a few few days. Um, But yes, it's back now. So um, there we go. Right. So structural and functional scoliosis and if you have been diagnosed with one of them then feel free to let us know i'm going to be starting with functional scoliosis because i think um there's a lot of kind of misconceptions about this and a lot of people don't are not really aware of what it is and what it means so i don't know if that sounds familiar to to anyone but you're kind of going for a massage or you're going to see your chiropractor or your osteopath and then someone says, oh, you've got a little bit of a scoliosis. Maybe they say, oh, you've got scoliosis. Or maybe they say, oh, I can see some scoliosis there. What does this actually mean? So we have to be really, really mindful what what that means. And really, they should not be um giving you a diagnosis just like that. But that's just, you know, putting it out there like that. Um, because there are so many differences between kind of the different types of scoliosis and anything that sounds like a disease like scoliosis does is obviously quite alarming, right? So um, we're just in the middle of the new practice transformation and we are just kind of we're in module one still and we are kind of talking about the diagnosis and what that means and some people can be really really frightened and can be really concerned when they have kind of been given that label you've got scoliosis and not quite sure what that means coming back to the functional scoliosis functional scoliosis affects um, there are some statistics out there between 70 and 75% of all people. So that is a huge amount of people. Most people have some sort of functional scoliosis. And what that simply means is that there is some sort of imbalance in your body that comes from the muscles, fascia, connective tissue that pulls your spine into a scoliosis. Now, this could be to a number due to a number of reasons. So this could be, for example, um let's say you broke your ankle um a few years back and it it took a really really long time to heal and then it it was just about healing and then you broke it again right i am exaggerating right here but i i'm hoping that um that makes sense so for a long period of time you are having to compensate so obviously if you've broken your ankle you're maybe you're on crutches for a while Uh, Maybe you've got a little bit of a limp. Maybe afterwards, even after it's healed, you still, it doesn't feel quite right. You can't really walk properly. So you are going to lean on your good leg a lot more. You are going to use the muscles in your body that are strong. And they are going to be even stronger because you are relying so much on them. So... This could be, for example, this could be an example of how a a functional scoliosis occurs. So an injury, compensation, and then over a long period of time, the muscles starting to adapt to that new shape. Um, Another reason could be, and and I've heard this a couple of times before, people that are having problems with uh, their eyesight and Maybe, maybe they had to. Maybe they lost sight of one eye completely, or it was artificially like covered up, or something like that, for a long time. Um, and they are having to look with the eye that is actually seeing properly for a long time, and they have been turning their head for a long time because that's how they now see properly. Now, what does that do? Of course, you can see already one side of my neck starts to shorten. I'm tilting my head. I'm probably also slightly turning, right, so my left shoulder is now coming forwards. So the whole body starts to compensate and starts to adjust to this kind of little bit of imbalance that is happening. Again, this is another example of a a functional scoliosis. Another example could be you've got a leg length difference. Now, this actually affects, this is is a much bigger problem, of course. Rather than, you know, slightly turning your head and or having an injury, which is usually temporary, you, you cannot um, make your legs the same length, even though I've heard of some um, horrible operations, but let's not go there. So usually when you have a leg length difference, that's it. You you cannot do anything about that unless you wear a heel lift or anything like that this can also give you a functional scoliosis and that's sometimes a bit confusing because then people think oh i have a structural scoliosis because it affects my structure a structural scoliosis is really only when it affects your spine right when when actually the vertebrae are um slightly shaped differently usually occurs obviously when you are when you're growing sometimes it also can occur due to um Degeneration, so after menopause. So, um, but what it means is that your spine, your bones are actually shaped in a in a kind of scoliotic pattern, or taking you into a scoliosis. And so, the big difference between functional scoliosis and uh, a structural scoliosis is that when you do a forward bend, when you do the Adams forward bend test, where you're rounding forwards. And someone is looking at the at you from the back. In a structural scoliosis, you will see a difference, a height difference in your back on one side to to the other. And I've just written a blog post about it. I can link to that in the in the description as well, where you can see the pictures of of what that looks like. And I'm sure if you have structural scoliosis, you know what I'm talking about. If you have a functional scoliosis. You won't be able to see this, right? That there will not be a um, there will not be a difference. It will just kind of disappear when you're rounding forwards. Um, even though when you're standing up, you might really feel like, oh, one of my shoulders is higher and the other one is lower, or my hips are shifted over to the side. Um, when you're actually bending forwards, then this this completely disappears. And this is what can be sometimes a little bit confusing. Because what can happen is that you have a little bit of both and that you have a little bit of structural scoliosis and you have some functional scoliosis as well. And it's a combination. So, um, And this is why I do have a video, obviously, on, on my YouTube channel, which is called What is your curve pattern or something like that, which helps you to kind of identify what your curve pattern is. But actually, obviously, the more I learn and the more people I work with and the more people I see, um, I kind of realize that, uh, yes, there are some patterns that always come up that with the right thoracic curve, for example, your right shoulder will be rolled forwards. But it's not always that straightforward because there can be so many different factors and maybe some people have got their their structural scoliosis, but then they've also developed this functional scoliosis on top of that. Um, that d- usually follows a similar pattern, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's slightly different. So let me know if that makes sense. And I will talk about what that means for our yoga practice, obviously. But I just want to pause here and see that that we're all good and um, <clears throat> If that all makes sense. So structural scoliosis to summarize is a little bit harder to um, not to work with, but obviously we cannot reverse the scoliosis completely with a structural scoliosis because your bones are shaped in in a slightly in a different way. If it's a functional scoliosis, if it's just the muscles and soft tissue, That's obviously where we can where we can really do something with exercise, with yoga, with Pilates, and um, and we can completely correct it as well. So that can completely disappear. What we're having to think about, obviously, is is now how do we do this? How do we do this in our yoga practice? And coming back to the functional scoliosis, what I would say is you start with all your asymmetric poses and this might be slightly different to what i tell my people in in the yoga for scoliosis class and i know some of you are regulars there on a on a wednesday afternoon Um, we always do a combination of things that are symmetrical and then things that are slightly asymmetric as well we don't do a huge amount of twists and um, bendy things at all because that just takes us further into our scoliosis pattern. But with a functional, if you just have a functional scoliosis, you might actually want to do a lot of those things, right? Because they give you information. So I would do a lot of asymmetric poses um, where you can where you can really feel what the difference is, right? Where you can really notice. How does my twist feel on one side compared to the other side? Um, How does my warrior one look like or feel like? doesn't matter what it looks like, what it feels like on one side. And how does it feel on my other side? What could I do? Obviously, anything that is more difficult is going to give you information. So if you can twist around like an owl to the left, but then on the right side, you're kind of getting stuck. Then you might want to spend a little bit more time on the more difficult side, of course, and exploring it, not pushing into it, but just seeing if you if you maybe can find a little bit more room when you're doing your practice. So I'm still talking about a functional scoliosis, so muscles, soft tissue are affected. So um maybe we can we can think of some poses right here. And if you if you're here, feel free to to chip in, obviously. So I'm thinking, um, for example, the uh um, cow face pose, not the best name, of course, but where you bring one arm behind you and then the other one behind you like that, right? This is kind of bad teaching, but I'm sitting at a desk, so it's it's difficult to to know. How does this feel on one side? And then how does it feel on the other side? And this is great for structural scoliosis as well, of course, um, because there will probably be a difference. But again, on a, in a functional scoliosis, you can really seek out those asymmetric poses and really um, get a lot of information there good uh, Nora hi Nora Nora saying here and uh, saying I just did your exercise yesterday and it's really helpful thank you so much oh you're welcome um did you do one of the one of the videos from the YouTube channel I'm just curious and guys do let me know I'm thinking actually I'm thinking about creating some more videos um for youtube and let me know if there's anything that you kind of want to want me to go through or want me to cover in there so do let me know lovely um laura is saying go everyday exercise for me yes and it's 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 great um and have you ever noticed that if you if you do not have a thoracic curve and i know laura you do but anyone who doesn't have a thoracic curvature, so where you do, you know you don't have a structural imbalance, I bet you still have a functional imbalance, just because you are probably more dominant in one side. So I'm right-handed, for example. So a lot of the activities I do is with my right hand, um, especially if I do something un- unconsciously. So a lot of times, like I'm sitting at my desk, I use my mouse, And I'm bringing the right arm forward. So the right side is getting a lot of internal rotation, of course, the whole time. It's also stronger. So here, the pectoral muscles are stronger or shorter, really. Let's not say stronger, Um, but I am kind of in this pattern. Now, if I now had a structural scoliosis on top of that, that, of course, would be be taking me even more into that pattern. So again, I would want to kind of look at opening this up a lot more than the other side, right? Because the other side is already open and it doesn't really need that space. So yes, maybe I, I do spend a little bit more time where I'm kind of opening up through the through the right side. And you know, you can there's a lovely um, stretch by the wall that you can do with the with the arm out to the side and opening this up. Um yeah breathing kind of breathing creating space but you don't want to do the same thing on the other side as well because it's already doing that and that would just kind of create more imbalance of course lovely um okay nora is saying do you have any idea um about after surgery recovery have you just had spinal surgery nora um so i do have a playlist there for spinal fusion as well Mm, you want to wait, of course. <laughs> I know you've already done something, um, but you want to wait your your six months, of course, after after surgery. And then you, you start small, right? You start with your walking. Um and in terms of yoga, you 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 know, you can do there's a lot of things you can do lying on your back, of course, but starting really gentle with with some stretches, of course, and then you can slowly start. To, to build it up. But if you've just had surgery, you're really wanting to um, to strengthen up and strengthen around the, the core, strengthen around the hips again. And it's almost like you have to, and I haven't had spinal fusion, so I cannot talk from my own experience, but I've worked with many people that have had the surgery. And it's it's almost like you have having to learn all those different movements that you've taken for granted before you're kind of having to relearn them and and learning them slightly in a slightly different way. Good. Um, Okay. So tool. (laughs) Hi, please do create more YouTube videos. Is it possible for you to tell me which type of scoliosis um, I have? If I email you my x-ray, so I don't. So first of all, disclaimer, I'm not a doctor. I'm a yoga teacher, Um, and yes, I do do um, consultations, of course, and we can have a look at your x-ray. I do not give a diagnosis. I I go by what you have already. So an x-ray usually comes with a medical report as well. But obviously an x-ray will tell you if your curvature is going to the right or going to the left because you will know uh, you would see a little R or a little L. On your x-ray, of course, Um, in the initial assessment that I do, I have I would have a look at you, how you're standing up and we're kind of looking, assessing your posture. Um, So, you know, what what do the shoulders do? What is one shoulder blade um, coming out a little bit more? What what's going on around the waist, the hips? Are they kind of is the pelvis centered with the with the um, with the upper body? with the shoulders is one leg maybe tending to to turn out so we're we're kind of investigating we're looking at all these different patterns and then we look at um the yoga poses obviously and and the yoga practice that we can we can do to to help you to improve on that pattern if if that's what you want to do um and kind of come out of your scoliosis pattern a little bit more Hoping that makes sense. Good. Um, so I've, I've recently discovered your channel. We'll definitely try your yoga videos. Yes, absolutely. Do try some of those. Um, try some of those videos, of course. Um, but it's really important that you get something or that you start to um, and you know, you can do this on your own. You don't need me for, for this specifically that you start to investigate a little bit more, Um, you know, understanding your x-ray, understanding your your scoliosis, how does your body behave in different movements, I would also look at um, how do you sit, how do you stand, do you have kind of particular things that you do all the time, like for example, do you tend to cross your legs always the same way, Um, when you're standing, do you always kind of bring one hip out when you're carrying a baby, do you always carrying them on the on the same side? Things like this. Um I would look at all of this. So there's a lot of things that that you can do on your own and, and just kind of assessing yourself at the end of the day. But it's always easy of course if you've got someone else. Good. So you're in right. I see. So you're in Mongolia. There's no doctor specialized in scoliosis or yoga instructor specialized in scoliosis. Well, there is the internet, of course. So there are uh, there is a lot of free information available as well. And you know th- this YouTube channel I really created it obviously because there are so many people that are in remote areas of of the world and to to share some information, sharing things that I've learned through throughout my journey and my own with my own scoliosis, but also working with people. But you will find other people as well. And if you are on Instagram, make sure that you are um, connecting with me at yogaberry.scoliosis. And it's a great um, community of of people that that do different things. So, and if you have a look at this. This channel as well. You will you will come across a lot of people in different countries that have things to offer as well. So I haven't found anyone in Mongolia yet. I have to say, um, <laughs> but you know you have access to to this, of course. So I'm hoping that you find lots of lots of videos that you're finding helpful. Good. Um, and anyone, has anyone seen, I'm I'm just thinking about this, has anyone seen the post from uh, Usain Bolt today, by the way, um, fastest man in the world? And uh, so he posted on his Facebook and his Instagram a picture of himself and where you can really see his, his right thoracic scoliosis, right? And it's actually, I did not realize how pronounced it is actually. And anyone, has anyone else seen it? Um, and obviously he, his muscles are so wonderfully developed and shaped that you can that you can really really see it. Now this man is super strong, of course, and he's got a whole team of of trainers and coaches and and people that help him with uh, his scoliosis and with you know resetting and and all of that. But he would be an example of of having a structural scoliosis, right? So. Um, There's nothing he can do to make it completely disappear. And again, he's got a whole team of people. So if there was a way, he would have found it by now, right? Um, But actually, in terms of function, um, he is doing fine. He's doing better than most people, right? With uh, Well, better than anyone really, because he is the fastest, obviously. So it, it doesn't just because you have a structural scoliosis doesn't mean that you cannot do things uh, that you cannot achieve things that you cannot be strong, that you cannot be athletic. Um, it doesn't mean that you will have pain. It doesn't mean that uh, you are going to, um, I don't know, sit in a wheelchair or something like that later on. None of that is is true. So all that it needs is is it needs a little bit of maintenance and yes that's probably where Usain Bolt has got a bit of an advantage because he does have a team and I'm sure he does get treatments and you know massages and and um, physio treatments and he probably does have you know coaching for his scoliosis as well um but we can, we can all educate ourselves, right? We can, we can all learn as much as possible about ourselves. So again, this is really what this channel is all about, obviously giving you the tools. Laura is asking how old he is. I don't know how old he is actually. Does anyone know if you do know it, then, then type it into, type it into the chat. no idea how old he is. In his thirties, guessing. <laughs> I feel like he's been around for a while, hasn't he? Um, good. Nora is saying I have scoliosis and I'm a ENT surgeon. So yeah, scoliosis doesn't prevent you. No, absolutely. So scoliosis should never. Exactly. So you you can you can do everything right. And there are there are many, many amazing athletes and people who have um, accomplished lots of amazing things and scoliosis should never, ever hold you back. So sometimes um, people kind of use it or well, maybe not on purpose. So let's not be unfair to to use it as an excuse. But, um, yeah, ask yourself the question, right? Is, is this really true? Is this really because of my scoliosis? Or is there maybe another reason why this is happening in my life, right? Good. So you're asking, I, have, I haven't even noticed he has scoliosis. Yeah, so do go have a look at that picture. So I did post it on uh, my Facebook page, on my YogaBerry Facebook page. I've also posted it. Um, in my in my story, but obviously, just check out Usain Bolt's in, Instagram. I'm sure you'll find it. Um, it's it's the latest post from today, and um, yes, you can you can have a look at his back and properly have a look at his back. Usain is 35. Thank you, Laura, for looking this up. <laughs> Thank you, Usain Bolt. Um, and Laura has has put his first name. Yeah. Usain Bolt, B-O-L-T. Um, yeah, high level athlete. I don't know what he's, he's won all sorts of things. Um, sprinter, I think, I guess. I'm going to get in trouble if I say the wrong thing here. But yes, he's very, very fast, basically. And um, he's achieved amazing things. And he does actually... so he does have a visible structural scoliosis so that's kind of the bottom line of this that it's not just a mild curve he does actually have quite a significant significant scoliosis so much that he talks about it right um so yeah that was a nice thing that came up today um, and I thought that this is this is really empowering. And I was thinking of one of one of my my students in my in the practice transformation right now, who's who's finding it all very difficult, and who's finding it all very overwhelming, and and having you know having that diagnosis, and what does that exactly mean? Um, so I'm I'm hoping that this is this is helping you, right? I'm I'm hoping that this is inspiring you and uplifting those of you who are are here and who are maybe thinking ah you know i've 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 got a structural scoliosis so exercise is not going to straighten my spine well so what right You, you can still you can be strong um you might have to adapt slightly what what you are doing right you might have to think about not doing everything exactly the same on the right side on and on the left side, or maybe thinking about where does your scoliosis take you, and can I kind of bring myself back and center myself, come back to to center? But it doesn't mean that um you're you're going to to have problems or that there is you know something seriously wrong with you and you need to be corrected or healed or um anything like that you are you are perfect the the way that you are it's it's about finding a way to manage it right so my eyesight isn't perfect so what so i wear glasses right so nobody has a perfect spine but we need our tools just like glasses we need all the the tools that we can do that we can that we can have to manage our scoliosis so that we can still be um healthy happy move well and live well and all of that and all of that (laughs) good um lovely so thank you okay so tool put it in the in the in the in the chat Usain Bolt that's how you spell his name Good. Uh, Nora is saying, I have to go. Thank you for your videos. You're welcome. Bye. Hope to see you soon. Come back next week. We're, we'll have Suzanne Martin here. So she's um, going to talk about her book about scoliosis as well. And very knowledgeable person. So make sure you tune in for that. Phoebe is asking, can a person with scoliosis swim? Yes, of course. And um, Swimming is usually kind of the first thing that is recommended by physios, by doctors, um, when there is a scoliosis um, diagnosis. They say go swimming because they know that this obviously strengthens the the upper body. So, yes, it's a really, really good um, exercise to do. Backstroke, especially, is is very good. and. Yeah, so again, it shouldn't hold you back. You, there are some things, obviously, you might want to um, adapt or think about. But even doing something one-sided, like playing tennis or, or playing golf, um, it should, it, you know, do it. Do what brings you joy, because those benefits far outweigh the 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 risks, right? And if you do play golf, there is a lot of twisting going on. But then, okay, then you do your other movement exercise or your other movement practice will just be no twisting, right? You're going to be focusing on elongation, on stability and um, centering yourself, right? So, So always think about what do you enjoy doing? Go and do that and then do something to, if it takes you into scoliosis more, then do something to balance it out. That would be my suggestion for this. Lovely. Living in the past. Thank you for your videos. I have a 42, 36 degree S curve. So I'm, I'm thinking so 42, probably thoracic, right thoracic, maybe 36 um, lumbar, possibly left lumbar curve. You've helped me manage it. And I feel as good as I can. Lovely. Thank you so much for, for sharing this. And um, again, this is, this is what it's all about. It's not about having a perfect X-ray. Um, And, you know, you can have people with a dead straight spine on an x-ray and they have loads of problems and they have loads of pain and they have disc issues and sciatica and, you know, all sorts of things going on, but they have a straight spine. So good for them, but you are so much more than your bones at the end of the day. So there's, there's so much more going on. And again, we're it's, it's about finding out what works for us, finding out what helps us, of course, and then also sharing those benefits, right? Sharing it with other people. Good. Phoebe is saying, um, I will give it a try, though one of my legs is paralyzed. And you might want to have a look at some, some chair yoga, right? There's a lot of things that you can do in, in sitting and, and being in a, in a chair. I don't know if I have any videos on my YouTube channel. I'm sure I do, but yes. So you can still you can still focus on your on your upper body, right? Um, so a lot of again elongation. I'm not wearing the, the best yoga clothes here today, <laughs> but hopefully hopefully it makes sense. So there, there's a lot of things that that we can adapt, of course. So there's always a, a way of of working with what we have, right? Good guys. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for your fabulous questions, of course, and, and our little chat about Usain Bolt. <laughs> Go and, and check him out, of course, to check out his Instagram post. And yes, make sure you are connected with me on, on Instagram, of course. Um, there is a downloadable sequence for those of you who are new if you want to have a look at that feel free to download that it's it's got some some yoga poses and then you get some emails as well from me with some more tips on working on living with scoliosis right so thank you so much um tune in next week of course 4 p.m with for the interview with phoebe
0: and i see you very soon bye guys I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did I would be super grateful if if you could leave me a five-star rating and review which will help me to create lots more amazing content. If you have any questions or suggestions reach out to me on Instagram at yogaberry.scoliosis or visit my website at www.yogaberry.net